Alright, one more time. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Every Nation Bahrain. Alright, who were blessed by the music team this morning? Only one, two, three, four, five. Come on. Alright, good morning, good morning. My name is Mitch, and it is my pleasure to welcome you here in Every Nation Bahrain. We are part of a global family. We're located in 18 nations at the moment, and we're growing. And we are here for two reasons. And what, does the, what are those two reasons? I'd like to honor God and make disciples. Amen. And um, before I proceed, um, I'd like to um, introduce you to my family. They're there right now, right? The one on, my, on the far right would be my son who's in the Philippines. He's working there. And the one next to my son is not my daughter. I know she looks like my daughter, but she's my wife. And when Jean was, you know, asking who were blessed, that they are married, she was like, raise your hand, raise your hand. You know, good thing that she only had a ball pen and not a knife, right? Otherwise, I'll be in the hospital. No, I'm joking. I'm happily married for 23 years. And the next one would be my daughter, right? She's somewhere around. Daughter, if you can raise your hands. Uh, I know, I don't know. Daughter? <laughs> She's lost. <laughs> okay, she's in the back. <laughs> right? And if it's your first time joining us today, right, it's not an accident that you are here. Amen. I know that you know God has plans to speak to you today. Right? But uh, my question is: I mean, are you ready to listen? Right? Are you ready to receive the word of God? Last week we started a new series entitled Word View. Say that with me. Word view, right? Can you hear me at the back? Clear, right? Word view. And our prayer is that all of us, me included, may understand the authority and veracity of the scriptures so that, listen to this, so that by God's grace, we can devote ourselves to study, not only study, to obey, not only to obey, but apply. Sometimes, <clears throat> bro, <pwedeng> patayin mo. <laughs> I, I, I don't like listening to my, my voice. It's really ugly. <laughs> <All right. laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes we study and obey, but and apply, of course, but there's also a challenge for us in sharing the word of God. And it is our prayer today that we don't just study, apply, obey, but because we love the Word of God so much, that we believe in the Word of God so much, that we are so invested in the Word of God so much, that we are satisfied in the Word of God so much, that we are also excited to share the Word of God. And I think that's the reason we are here. The the challenge would be not all of us, me included, not all of us are excited and reading the Word of God. I mean, who, who among you are like me? Right? Especially when it's cold. You know? Five minutes more. Let me stay in bed for five minutes more. And then suddenly, it's time to get up and rush to office and we forgot to study and read the Word of God. Is it just me? Right? Who among you are like that? Who among you are so caught in the moment, who are so busy at the moment that we set aside the Word of God because we have to rush for work? We have to rush for breakfast. Or we have to have conditions such as, you know, we need to have coffee first before we read the Word of God. 
And who's, who's like that? I see people smiling, right? Some people smiling. And there, is, there are really reasons why we don't read the Word of God. One of that is that it makes us uncomfortable. Right? The Word of God makes us comfortable. It rubs on our skin. It hurts us. Is it just me? Amen? Right? We, don't wanna, we don't want to read the Word of God because it makes us uncomfortable. It reveals to us truths that we don't want to embrace. You know what? It, it, it teaches us. Why, why does that happen? Because it teaches us the truth. It reproves us. It corrects us. And who among you, when you're being corrected by the Word of God, you get hurt? Is it just me? Thank you for raising your hand, bro. I love you. (laughs) Not only that, right? It trains us. The scripture tells us both what is wrong and how to do what is right. That's why we don't like to read the Word of God because it makes us uncomfortable. Another reason why we don't want to read the Word of God is because it's too hard. Isn't it? It's too hard. No, but when it's hard, what should we do? You know, if, if we find reading the Word of God hard, go to Jean. No, sorry. What I'm trying to say is admit that it's hard to read and ask for help. And sometimes, because of our competitive nature, we say we need to read at least five chapters a day. Sometimes we say we need to memorize two chapters, or two chapters, two verses a day, right? Two verses, uh, two chapters for the music team only. Okay? But my point is this it's not the amount of verses that you memorize, it act, it's actually the amount of time you spend memorizing and understanding and obeying and applying and sharing the Word of God. Instead of setting a goal of reading 15 chapters a day or 25 chapters a day, why don't you start by saying, let me dedicate for 30 minutes every morning to read the Word of God. And then 5 minutes every morning to memorize the Scripture. If you read the verse, uh, if you read, let's say, two verses, five minutes every day for one month, will you, uh, will, will you be able to memorize it? You can, right? You see, imagine that, five minutes Seven days a week, reading the same verse over and over again, you will be able to memorize it. So by the end of the year, how many verses you would have memorized? Twelve. So in ten years, that will be 120 verses. So instead of being so competitive, dedicate time to read the Word of God. Another reason why we don't read the Word of God is because we are undisciplined. Who among you watch uh, mm, okay who among you spend time in netflix until 11 p.m in the night 12 right 12 a.m right and because you are undisciplined you spend so much time on netflix or on facebook right you wake up late and then when i was reading this i was thinking to myself oh yeah it hurts (laughs) i started watching anime again and last, I think, twice this week, I woke up late, <laughs> and I, I repented. I said sorry to the Lord, and, and I repented, and I tried to wake up really early. But if we are undisciplined, 
you know what, definitely, you know what, that will eat up our time and we forget and we will, you know, we will just avoid reading the Word of God in the morning. Another reason why we don't read the Word of God is this, right? We think that it is stale and lifeless. When I was a new Christian, um, and this is a confession, forgive me, I'm only human. When I was a new Christian, I would read Numbers and Leviticus in the night. Why? Even uh, Lamentations. You know? Why? Because it helps me go to sleep. It helps me go to sleep. That's a, that's a, this, is, this is time something that this is a, I mean, a confession. But I know, it's not just me, I know people who would actually read their Bibles in the night only to hit them in the face. They're reading their, with their iPads and then they slept, they hit their face. Okay. Right? Because we think that it is lifeless. But the sad truth is this. We, no, we do not read the Word of God because we have a dysfunctional relationship with God. I think busyness is just an excuse. We say that we can't read the Word of God because we don't have time, but we have time on Facebook. We say that we don't have, we don't have time to read the Word of God, but we have time to spend with friends. We say that we don't read the Word of God because we have other priorities in life. And it's just reflective of a dysfunctional relationship with God. The world actually views the Word of God as boring and legalistic. It's a bunch of rules that we have to follow. It's a bunch of to-do so that we can have a good life. It's a bunch of to-do so that we can look good in front of other people. The world views the Word of God as boring, as legalistic. But if you look, really look into the Word of God, you will see the treasures that are hiding in it. The world views, the world views God as distant. You know, Ate Maricel was singing earlier. You want sample? Right? If you don't answer, I will sing. Right? I, we want to see him face to face because we think God is distant. I read in an article before that, you know, when, we get, when, he, when this guy gets to heaven, the first thing he's going to ask is, Moses, how was it to speak with God face to face on earth? You know what will Moses reply? Moses will reply this, how is it to live a life on earth with God living inside of you? How is it to live a life on earth with God's Word readily available in your hands? God is not a distant God. And God wants to reveal Himself to you today, right? Today, through His Word. And I'd like to encourage you by asking you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Psalms. We'll be reading from verse uh, chapter 19, verses 7, and then we'll jump to 10 and 11. Are you there? It says here, The law of the Lord is perfect, 
reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The more to be desired are they than gold. Imagine that. God's word is to be desired more than gold. But wait, there's more. Even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Verse 11, Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is a great reward. Why do we bow our heads for a minute? Let's just pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. Father, I pray, Lord God, that we will be able, Lord God, to see the treasures that are hidden in it. And Lord, may you use these treasures, Lord, not just, Lord God, something to adorn us, Lord, but to transform us, Lord, and to proclaim your goodness to the world around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Now, if you look at the book of Psalms, chapter 19, it starts with David um, talking about how overwhelmed he was with creation. Right? He was overwhelmed with creation. Now, he saw, he, David was actually an outdoors man. Right? He wasn't always hiding in a cave or in a castle. Most of the time, he was outdoors. And when he was outdoors, he would see the sunrise and the sunset. You know, and, 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 you know, you're just, he would just be amazed by it. You know, and, you know, whenever you see the sunrise, oh, thank you, Lord, I see you in the sunrise. In the sunset, Lord, thank you, I see you in the sunset. And that's, that's how David, you know, sees creation. And, and in the morning times, I wish I would also be like that. Right? But while I'm waiting for my bus, instead of complaining of the heat, you know, I would say, oh, my busmate is here. Hi, busmate. <laughs> right? Instead of, you know, um, complaining about the heat, I would say, Lord, thank you for the heat. Because of the heat, I'm perspiring and my toxins in my body get, gets out. I want to be like that. I want to be like David, that whenever I see creation, I would be reminded of God. Sadly though, many of us reject or even ignore God's revelation in creation. Have you noticed that? We ignore and reject God's revelation and creation. And why is that? Why do we ignore God? We ignore God because we think we are God ourselves. We think that we are God ourselves. In fact, in Romans 1.18, it says that we want to live life as the way we want to, the way that pleases us, not a life that pleases God. And for that reason, we reject God. And I guess to some, that would be okay. You know? We live life the way we want it. I guess that would be okay. But actually, there's a big problem in that way, in, in that. And what's that problem? That way of life leads to ruin. Proverbs 14.12 says this, There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way to death. If we continue to live a life the way we want to, that will only lead to one thing. Death. Death. And we've all been there before. Right? We've all been there before. Or maybe some of us are in that spot right now. We might be in difficult, difficult situations right now, just like what Jean was saying earlier. We might be in difficult circumstances that are beyond our control, but maybe... 
Just maybe we're there because of our own doing. Maybe we're in that difficult situation right now because we were too stubborn to heed to the warnings that are seen in God's Word. That's why God's Word is a treasure. And if you are like me, if you find yourself in a spot where you know, you're just sandwiched between two hard places, if you find yourself in a difficult situation, I hope that you long to hear God's Word in that situation. If you're like me, when I'm sick, I seek God. If you're like me, when my finances are in trouble, I try to seek God. So I, my prayer this morning is that, you know, we seek God together and we hear from God. And it's, I'm not talking about a spooky like, you know, Joshua! Not like that. You know, God speaks to us today. God speaks to us today. How? Through His Word. Through the Bible. And I think, you know, I've been hearing a lot of bad news. And it's not because they were in sin. It's not because of that. We just live in a broken world. So it's, it's, it's really, it's just a matter of when before we get into trouble. Because we live in a broken world. I have a friend, right? And I really pray that God heals her. I have a friend who is going through a second round of treatment. I have a friend who's like, who lost his job just this week. And I have a friend who just got reprimanded by his boss two weeks ago. I also have a friend who has no driver's license. And I don't know if it's a blessing from God that he doesn't have a driver's license or not. Amen? But... But what I, my, my point is this. Because we live in a broken word, the word of God is a refreshing breath that's spoken into that broken word so that we can live. If we are honest with ourselves, there are times that we feel confused, broken, wanting or hurt. You know what? But listen to this. God is speaking to you through day, through his creation and through his word. But it's not really about not want, God not wanting to speak to us. It's about us longing to hear from God. I said earlier that the, one of the reasons that we don't read our Bible is because of a dysfunctional relationship with God. But my question to you this morning is this. Are you longing to hear the word of God? Would you like to hear from the Word of God. A book that I'm currently reading, currently reading says this. It's a book on spiritual disciplines. And one of the spiritual disciplines that she says and shares in the book is this longing to hear from God. Are you longing to hear from God? The primary way that God speaks to us is through the books, through the book, that's called the Bible. And this morning, I would like to propose to you that the Bible is still relevant for everyone today. It is a priceless, indispensable, and loving gift from the Lord. And I want you to hold on to that thought. 
I want you to hold on to that thought that God's Word is a priceless, indispensable, and loving gift from the Lord. It, it's, and it is my prayer that we all treasure it. Why? It says here, the law of the Lord is, say it with me, perfect. Verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. What does perfect mean? It means complete. It is all there. Everything we need is all there. The word of the Lord is sufficient. We don't need to find more to and add to it. It's sufficient. God's will for us is what? Perfect. And yet we settle for something that's not perfect. Why do we settle for something that's not perfect? It's because we don't read the Word of God. We don't know the will of God. That's why we settle for something that is not perfect. And what He sees that we need right now, He is already given to us through the Word of God. He gives us the Word, His will, His knowledge, His wisdom through the Word of God. It is complete. But why is it that we look for something else? There was a point in my life when, when I started to lean on leadership books. There was a point in my life when I started reading you know, different leadership business books. But I failed to comprehend that everything I need is in the Bible. I just have to dig it. I, have, I just have to meditate on it. I just have to chew on it. I just have to find the treasures that are hidden in it. One reason the Word is greater than, the, than creation is that it tells us much more about God. The Bible is perfect. When we are in a situation that is dark, gloomy, wet, you're in the deepest corners of the cave, when you don't have hope, who do you turn to? Turn to the Word of God. It will not only tell you how to get out of the cave because it's perfect, it will also remind you that He loves you and He cares for you and He died for you. If you're lonely, depressed, or you're suffering from anxiety, you just have to turn the Word of God. You turn to the Word of God. Why? Because it also gives hope. Everything that you need is in the Word of God. Self-help books, even the bestseller ones, you know who, who among you like leadership books? Guess what? It gets revised every time. Medical journals, right? They, like in medical journals, they, they, it, it's, used, it's used to save lives. It should be perfect because it involves lives. Guess what? It gets revised all the time. But the Word of God is never revised. Why? It's perfect. You can take it to the back and it will stand. You can test it and it will stand. You can read it back to back, finding faults, but it will stand. The Word of God is perfect and complete. Sadly though, this is the sad truth, we sometimes have this view of relativism. I can pronounce it. Relativism. And what's relativism, right? 
what's right for this group might not be right for this group. And what's right for this group might not be right for this group. But the Bible is like a precision instrument. You don't even have to calibrate it. You know, you want to know what's right and wrong? Go to the Bible. It will tell you what's right and wrong. It will hurt sometimes, but know this. God's will for you is perfect and pleasing. The law of the Lord is not only perfect, it also revives the soul. Revival the soul of the soul, reviving the soul, it brings means that this, this it brings new life to the soul. Why does the Bible need to bring new life? Why? Because all of us died because of sin. All of us have been broken and hurt. All of us are dying and being destroyed because of sin. It might not even be your sin. It might be the sin of someone else. But because of sin, we are dying. Do you agree? And the word of the Lord brings life. Right? There's two things that I have to tell I want to tell you about this. First is that the word of God has life. It's alive. It's cutting through your heart. And lastly, the word of God also imparts life to who? to those who receive it. So if you are hurting or if you are being crushed by your circumstances right now, if you feel that you are in pain and you're about to die, go to the Word of God because it imparts life to those who receive it. 1 Peter 1.23 says this, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, read this with me, through the living and abiding Word of God. The Word of God imparts life. But if you think that's it, wait. In the words of Pastor Nixon, there's more. Right? Many times in Psalm 119, it says that it also sustains life. So the Word of God is not only alive. The Word of God does not only impart life, but it also sustains you. It says in verse 159, Consider how I love your precepts. Give me life according to your steadfast love. Amen? But if you think that's it, there's more. Right? <laughs> The testimony, verse 7, the testimony of the Lord is sure. It, it's not a theory. Okay? It's not a theory. It's a testimony. What's the difference between a testimony and a theory? Theory can be proved wrong. But the testimony is sure. It already happened. It's not a product of someone's imagination and therefore it is sure. All of Scripture is God's witness to us. Have you ever realized that? That all of Scripture 
from the table of contents to the concordance. Genesis only to Revelation. Right? Good. Right? It speaks about God's love for us. It speaks about who He is. That He is a God of, a, of, of love. That this God of love, actually He is love. That this God who loves you died for you and me so that we can join Him in eternity. If there is a relationship that you can take through the grave, it's your relationship with God. It reveals to us who He is. It also reveals to us, like the song we sung earlier, His faithfulness. What He said, His promises, and what is done. Is there any God like that? That whatever He says, it happens. Is there any God, any, any God like that, that whatever He promises, He fulfills? Is there any God like that? It's only our living God. And lastly, he, it reveals to us what He wants us to be and do. Therefore, because it's all of this, through His Word, let's go back to verse 7, the simple becomes wise. Wise concerning what? Wise concerning what? Wise concerning about life. Have you opened the book where it says Proverbs? Is there any verse in Proverbs that's not applicable now? If there is, please raise your hand and share it to us. Because as far as I know, that every single verse in Proverbs is applicable to us to this very day. Proverbs 10.8 says this, The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. The Word of God makes us wise concerning life. The Word of God also makes us wise concerning our salvation. 2 Timothy 3.15 says this, And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So when you look at verse 7, it says here, The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the person concerning life and salvation and therefore making wise the simple. What, is the, what does the word simple here mean? The word simple here mean is not, means here is not a person that lacks under, understanding. That's not what that means. The word simple here is not a person that, that is gullible and believes everything that people say. The word simple here is not a person that is naive who will not question what others say. The word simple here simply means that they are childlike people who humbly receive God's truth. I mean, when I read this, I got hurt. Are we childlike? Are we humble enough to receive God's word like a child? When, we, when you say something to a child, the child trusts you no matter what. 
Because you're His Father. God is our Father. But the question is, do you trust His Word? Do we trust His Word? Or we trust our own comfort? Or we trust our own beliefs? Or we trust what other people say more than what God says? If the Bible is complete, whatever the Bible says is plain truth. But the question would be, are you childlike enough to receive it? When it comes to the Word of God, are we excited like children receiving a gift? Have you given a gift to a child? Is he excited to receive it every time? When you receive a gift, are you excited to open it? When you receive a, a, a new gadget as a gift, are you excited to learn about that gadget? Is that, same, is, is that the same way you react when it comes to God's Word? We need to be excited like children receiving a gift because the Bible is a gift from the Lord. Verse 10, it says here, more to be desired than are they, I mean this refers to God's laws, more to be desired are they than gold. More to be desired are they than gold. Do you desire the word of God like gold? But wait, it's not just gold. It's fine gold. But not just fine gold, much fine gold. The purest gold I saw is 99.9% .9 pure. And I work in a jewelry store. That's the purest gold I know. 99.9% .9 pure. Who would want that? One bar, one kilogram. Who would want that? Okay, thank you for raising your hands. That says you're still awake. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is this. The Word of God, the laws of God, is more than just fine gold. Do you desire the Word of God like that? Picture this with me. The Word of God is perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, and true. You see that in verses 8 to 9. You have the treasures right in your hands. It's right in your hands. We have great treasures right in your hands, but would you desire gold or the Bible? The Word of God is a great treasure. Do we desire it like young children? And I hope you can see that today. It is more desired than gold, even fine gold. So my question is this. How much time do you spend in looking for wealth? How much time do you spend seeking for a living? Which is really ironic we seek living from work, but the Bible is the source of life. It imparts life. Jesus is the source of life. But we seek it from someone else. And yet, eight hours of our day minimum, we spend it seeking wealth. 
How much time do you spend seeking wealth? Now, I'm not saying that you should not work. Work is also God's provision. But the question is this. When you're at work, who are you pleasing? Your employers or God? Do you work because you want to please your employers? Do you work because you want to fill your bank accounts? Do you work because you want a retirement fund? Or do you work because you want to please the Lord and you want to extend His blessing to others? It's a question that we have to ask. If the Word of God is much better than fine gold, then we need to treasure it. That's plain plain and simple as that. How much time do we spend reading the Word of God? How much? How much time do we spend thinking about the Word of God? Meditating the Word of God? And how much time do we spend applying the Word of God? We can read the Bible from cover to cover every day. Anyone can do that. Just share the summary to us after. We can read the Bible cover to cover every day. We can memorize every single verse. But if we don't apply it, that's just if you're, I mean, I don't know, figure out yourselves. If we truly believe that God's word is a treasure greater than fine gold, we should pursue it more than we pursue other stuff. You know King David? Who knows King David? King David was a man after God's own heart. He was known for his riches. He was very rich, right? Yet, He is rarely known for that. King David is a very rich man, but yet he is rarely known to be rich. How is King David known? He is known as as a man after God's own heart. And he did not let any amount of money or wealth to be greater than his attention and affection for the Word of God. And yet he was the wealthiest man on earth during his days. My encouragement to each and every one of you, including myself, do not let worldly treasures dictate your time with God. Everything else will perish, but the word of God will remain. Because if that were the case, you know, you are pursuing something less and cheap. Because it further writes, verse 10, it says here, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. The Word of God is not only our treasure, the Word of God also provides satisfaction. We can find satisfaction in the Word of God. There are people who I know. Uh, My aunt was one of them. She died of cancer. In her last days, she was in pain, but she said she was at peace because she knows and she has the Word of God in her heart. My mother, on her last day, was in so much pain that the morphine that was being injected in her body had no effect. And she was shouting like crazy. 
But in the last moments of her life, they sang a worship. They worshiped the Lord. And when she left, she was at peace. Why? Because she had the Word of God in her heart. If you have the Word of God in your hearts, it doesn't matter what trials or tribulation you will be going through, you will have peace. Because you know for certain that God has never left you nor forsaken you. God is there beside you, not only beside you, but living inside of you. And you will only know that if you know the Word of God. In the Word of God, we can find satisfaction. The Word of God is God's way of revealing Himself to us. And if we really value God, we will value His Word. Do you value God? Or do you value the ministry that, is, oh, that has opened up in front of you? Do you value God or you just value, you know, coming to church because your friends are here? Do you value God so much that you are willing to forsake your reputation, your riches, your everything so that you can obey even the smallest dot in God's Word? Do you value God that much? Because if you really value God, you will not watch a certain streaming program until 12 in the night. You will sleep and find rest so that in the morning you can recharge by reading the Word of God. If, you're God. if you love God so much that you will read His Bible every time and you will marinate it in your, in your heads and allow it to move 18 inches to your heart every single day. If you value God, you will value His Word. We will, if we treasure this, we will spend time more reading it. We will spend more time studying it. We will spend time meditating in it. We will spend more time applying it. And my prayer is that we will also spend time in sharing it. If you love God and you know God, you know what's in God's heart. And God's heart is to redeem the entire creation back to Him. Here are two more reasons why the, why the Word of God is greater than material wealth or sensual pleasure. Two more reasons. Verse 11. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is a great reward. When the word warned comes, when you read the word warned, what comes to your head? Danger. Right? Scary stuff. You, don't, you want to stay away from it. But in the original language, the word warned here means illuminated. Say it with me. Illuminated. A light, what does it mean? A light that is shown, uh, that reflected or some on, shown on something. It's like, it's like this light and this light reflecting towards me. Now, if you question why there's light here, okay, photography, Light below means that your double chin is hidden, no shadows, so you look thinner, right? Photography tip. But that's the word warned means, illuminated. Psalm 119, 105, and we talked about this last week. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Listen to this. The word of God leads us. 
The Word of God leads us. The Word of God instructs us. If you want to know how to be a good husband, wants to know how to be a good husband. Raise your hands. Right? If not, I will take a picture and then show it to your wives. Right? Who wants to be good wives? Okay? If you want to be a good husband or wife, you know what? Register to this course, Bit.ly ENBH Marriage Course. Okay? <laughs> now, I'm sorry, that's a shameless plug. Right? But if you want to know how to be a great husband or a great wife, if you want to know how to be a great employee, if you want to know how to be a great student, if you want to know how to be a great friend or a great churchmate, you know what? The Word of God guides your path. If you want to be a great person, go to the Word of God because it illuminates, it guides you. The Word of God leads us and instructs us. Now, why do we have to rely on the Word of God? Right? I'm almost done. But don't come yet. <laughs> David Guzik shared this. We need the Word of God to warn us, illuminate us, because our, in, in our circumstances, why? Because we are susceptible to sin. Who's susceptible to sin? I am. No matter how righteous you are, as long as you're in this Word, you are susceptible to sin. The moment that you think that you're not susceptible to sin, you are in great danger. We need the Word of God to guide us and illuminate us because we are susceptible to sin. There are dangers that we cannot see. There are dangers that we cannot appreciate. Sometimes we're placed in danger. Sometimes we're placed at the bottom of the well, like Sadako, so that we can see the light. We can see the light brighter. There are dangers we cannot appreciate. But if we read the Word of God, even when you're in danger, you will appreciate it because you know that as you walk through the valley of death, God is with you. There are dangers far off in the future that we need to be aware of. And there are dangers that Need, that we need warnings because sometimes, you know, we reject the Word of God. If it's uncomfortable, we reject the Word of God. If we're being drawn out of our comfort zone, we reject the Word of God. We often, 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 when, when, when the, forgot, when the going gets Tough and the tough gets going when the rubber meets the road. Okay? <laughs> we reject God because it's uncomfortable. But there is a great result or a great reward when we keep it. Verse 11, in keeping them, there is a great reward. Great reward, not great suffering. Great reward, not great rules. Great reward. Not things to do that will burden us and crush us. There is a great reward in keeping it. When you view the Word of God, do you view it as legalistic, as condemning? 
the Word of God warns us so that we don't have to spend eternity apart from Him. There is a great result in keeping God's Word. You want to know how to have a great marriage? Even without enrolling in the marriage course, go to the Word of God. You want to know the best way to be single who are singles here? Come on, raise your hand. I pray that you will not be single forever. Amen? But you want to be a great single? Go to the Word of God. You want to, have, you want to know how to be a good boyfriend or a good girlfriend? Go to the Word of God. You want to know to be, how to be a great employee? Go to the Word of God. Who are parents here? If you want to know who to, how to be a great parent beyond any parental book or beyond any parental, parental guru, go to the Word of God. You want to know how to be a great businessman? Go to the Word of God. The best way to live as a follower of Christ, you want to know how to do that? Go to the Word of God. You want to obey God more? You want to have you want we want to know you want to obey God more? Go to the word of God. The word of God is a treasure greater than anything in this world. And I'm, and my prayer is that we value it, read it, meditate on it, apply it and share it. Okay, that was the introduction. Three revelations that I had when I was studying this verse. <laughs> right? Number one, the Bible is necessary for us to know God. Being a Christian doesn't mean you're entering into a new religion. It's not that. Being a Christian means you're entering into a new relationship. And just like any relationship, so for that relationship to be stronger, you need to know the person you're in a relationship with. I've been married with Army and no one else but Army for 23 years. 24, sorry, please. 24 years. And I am still discovering a lot from her. And thankful, I'm really thankful for that marriage course because it really helped us, helped me to know her better. And my prayer is that when, as, as we enter into a relationship, as we follow God, we make our relationship with Him stronger by going to the Bible because the Bible is necessary for us to know God. Number two, the Word of the Lord is necessary for spiritual sustenance. An appetite for the Bible is a mark of a healthy Christian whose priority right, is his relationship with the Lord. Is your priority the relationship with the Lord? If it is, go to the Bible. The Bible is necessary for us. This is number three. The Bible is necessary for us to follow God's will. The Word of God illuminates our feet. I spoke about that earlier. To notice the dark areas. Remember, when you illuminate something, some of, some of the things are bright, some of the th things are dark. Right? Don't look at my skin. It's naturally dark. But there are things that the, the, the challenge with us is sometimes that when we see the bright, we go to the dark. Okay? When God illuminates our path, we sometimes choose the dark areas. You know what? If you do that, it's sin. James 4.17 says that to know God's warning and not to listen to it is a sin. 
Now, question is, do we accept His warnings and not act on it? If we treasure God, if we treasure God, if we read His Word every single day in our lives, do we accept His warning and not act on it? I want you to have a couple of minutes, just a couple of minutes, just reflect. What, what, what are those areas that you know God shine light on and yet you choose the other way? What are those areas in your life that you know is you find it difficult to submit to the Lord? Is there any? John 8 31 32 says this. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. The word of God brings freedom, not bondage. The word of God is a treasure much fine than fine gold. Meditate on it. Read it. Eat it like raw honey. Eat the word of God like raw honey. Live it for the world to know that you are his disciples because as you do so, as you live out God's word, it will open opportunities for you to share it so that others who are not here at the moment can also know God and experience Him. Amen? Let's all stand. I know that it's, it's a busy world. It's the difficult world. If, if you want to know God more and you find it difficult, if you want to know God more and yet when you read your Bible, it's, it's just empty text being thrown at you. It's maybe because, you know what, there's, there's either pride or there's a relationship with Him that has to be restored. If you're that person, if you find reading the Word of God difficult, if you want to experience the Word of God come alive in your life, if you're that person with our heads bowed down and our eyes closed, if you're that person, just raise your hand and put it down. Thank you for those hands. You may put it down. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Father, you see these hands that have been raised. And Father, may you touch their hearts right now. Father, may you embrace each of them right now. Lord, I may, may I pray, Lord God, that you just acknowledge their desires to know you more. 
Father, you see these hands that are raised, Lord, and right now, even at this very moment, Lord, may you touch them right now. Embrace them with your comfort, Lord. Let them experience your love. And Father, may you grant them the gift, Lord, that every time they open their Bibles, Lord, the words in the Bible come alive. Father, may you bring them back in time, Lord, so that every time they read the Bible, they will experience, Lord God, every single word that is written on it. Lord, may they smell the smells, Lord God, that they smell when, they, when, you, when, when these authors were writing the words that are in the Bible right now. Lord, I pray that you grant them the grace and the gift, Lord, to see the Bible, Lord God, in your time so that they may experience your love. And Father, I pray, Lord God, that because they have experienced your love, Lord, may you transform their lives. Transform their lives, Lord God, so that their lives, Lord, can be a pleasing aroma that rises to your throne. Father, grant them the grace to obey, to meditate, apply, and Lord God, open doors, Lord God, to share your good words, great words, to, your to share your love, Lord, and the gospel to their friends, their office mates, Lord, and even to their family. Lord, I just lift every one of you, Lord God, who is in this room right now. Father, may you grant them, Lord God, enjoyment, Lord God. May you grant them eagerness. May you grant them, Lord God, that, that appetite, Lord God, of reading your, your word. Just like, Lord God, the appetite, Lord God, we should have when we see, Lord God, honey that's dripping from the honeycomb. Lord God, and as we read your word, Lord, may you satisfy us, Lord. May you satisfy us, Lord. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for revealing to us, Lord God, that your word is complete, perfect, and it's everything we need. Lord, use it, Lord God, to transform us and allow us to live a life that honors you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's all receive, let's all lift our hands and receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May his word come alive in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope to see you again next week. And again, Tuesday, Alpha Marriage Course. All right. If you're married, please register bit.ly slash enbh marriage course. And Purple Book starts in, in, at 1.30 p.m. here. So if you want to register, just approach me. I will share to you the link.